This is a HeadGum Podcast. Before we start today's episode, Aaron and I would like to talk to you guys about a wonderful sponsor we have for today called Magic Spoon. Aaron, the folks at home have heard me go on and on about my cereal habits as a young Mm -hmm. lad. Um, They know that I like the sugary cereal. Uh, I tried to get it as much as I could. Might have been a little uh, limited in what I had access to because of my ma, but um, but I liked it. How about you? Did you like the sugary cereal growing up? Oh, yes. I love sugar cereal. I couldn't get enough. My mom was a little similar. She got us a little bit of sugar cereal, but it was my friend, uh, my friend's house and her mom would go to Costco and she would get it all. And when I'd spend the night over there, I was having double bowls, midnight snack bowls, anything I could do. I'm getting it. I think that's a that's a common thing. If you have a, a fairly strict house uh, when it comes to treats, foods or cereal, you got to go as a kid. You got to go out and find somebody that's uh, living a more lawless existence. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you got reckless parents. I'm attracted to you and your reckless parents. Let's yes. uh, let's organize a sleepover. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. So I can get unending sugar. Uh, well, guess what? Those days don't have to be over for you, Aaron. You can uh, you can experience that same nostalgic feeling, um, that same sugary crunch, thanks to the fine folks over at Magic Spoon. They are doing cereal the way it's never been done before. Tell everybody at home uh, some of the hot details on uh, Magic Spoon cereal. Okay, I love these details. Okay, here we go. We've got zero grams of sugar. 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. And it's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Checking all the right boxes. Yes. That's it's like um that's the stuff I care about now as a as a fit older person. It's got to it's got to meet all those um it's got to meet all that criteria and it has to taste good which it does. You want to hear about flavor? I'll tell you about flavor. I do. You can, yes. You can build your own box, Aaron. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. People should know that just recently these two very popular flavors cookies and cream and maple waffle have been added into the lineup permanently. They were introduced as kind of new fun flavors a while back. They sold out immediately. And so we all like a lot of the hosts of various podcasts contacted magic spoon and said, Hey, people are calling us liars because they want to try the cookies and cream (laughs) and maple waffle. It's not available. So they had to step up and make them permanent. I'm glad they did because I like to combine those two flavors. Ooh, um, that's fun. Like, yeah, it's like you're having an, a healthy ice cream cone, right? I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. A little maple waffle, a little uh, scoop of cookies and cream. You're getting <laughs> that in cereal form. It's a delight. Um, I like to uh, stream original content uh, on my television and have a little uh, high protein, low calorie, low sugar treat. Uh, zero grams of sugar per serving. Uh, what do people need to do? Okay. These people that are into this need to go to magicspoon.com slash dumbbells, D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code dumbbells at checkout to save $5 off your order. 
And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, product it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash dumbbells and use the code dumbbells to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. My name is Ryan Stanger. I'm a certified personal trainer and wild wolf enthusiast. (laughs) This is Aaron McGowan, a certified personal trainer and a breakfast enthusiast. We we didn't talk about it, but we just both used the word enthusiast. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're listening, okay, to the Dumbbells. We are a comedy fitness podcast. Committed to bringing you motivation. Inspiration. And occasionally... If all goes well, some information. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Okay, dumbbells. Let's get dumb. That's our new intro, everybody. And I'm your new host. (laughs) Uh, I screwed up the order there. I said motivation. That's yours. But uh, that's okay. I have it circled, highlighted and everything. But, you know, I... I recovered and, you know, that's what you did. improv yeah, does to you, you, you know? Made a game time uh, adjustment and that was <laughs> awesome, man. It was uh, <laughs> dazzling. I was dazzled by it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, can you hear my husband yelling in the background? He's playing a video game, I'm sure. <laughs> no, what, what games does he play? Well, he just well, got what's he um, into now. Well, he has the Nintendo. Well, he got the Nintendo Switch for me, and that was nice. But I don't really. I I played Animal Crossing for the first like six months of quarantine. I think like so many, right? Uh, so many people. Uh, but he just got a new game on there. But I don't know what it is. But it make like it makes him shout things. Like I'm, I he has his like earbuds in, so he like can't hear how loud he's just. <laughs> And I'm like, are you okay? Like, and he's like, he can't hear me because of his earbuds. And so he's just yelling awful, (laughs) like awful things. And uh, so that's where we're at today. I don't play any games, but um, I can relate. I remember playing and I I would yell too. And my son, big time, it's cheating. It's cheating. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, probably not. But, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, someone's got to keep you honest. Yeah. Um, it's me keeping him honest, blaming the game, that it, saying the game's cheating somehow. That'd be cool if it had enough, you know, kind of tech to, to know how to cheat on you, you know? I know. I mean, hey, give it time. Well, uh, We're maybe, going to the moon. Maybe it already is. You know, maybe he's right and I'm wrong. I don't know. So <laughs> there's a lot to talk about this episode. We got a couple yeah. of things we want to get into. The big um, one being, and you know, some of you may be coming here to check it out, is we did um, Dance Church. Um, yep. We did the Dance Church Go, which is their online offering. Uh, so if you, you know, this this started as like, um, I guess I can just give people like a little bit of history about it. And then to, to bring you guys up to speed, Aaron and I both took the same class. Um, so we're going to talk about our experience and I don't know, we can get to that later in the show, or do you want to get into it now? Or what are you thinking? No, let's get into it. I mean, we might as well. We it, we were, um, you know, we asked you guys to send us ideas, and Dance Church was one that was sent to us that we thought would be fun and different because it was an online option that can be available if you have Wi-Fi 
from anywhere, really. Yeah. Um, so that was that was nice, to be, you know, to be able to do it in our homes separately. We didn't have to schedule anything. We just got to do it whenever we wanted, um, which is the nice part of, you know, the quarantine taught us all how to do that, I guess. Yeah, a lot of nice parts of the quarantine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what people are saying. If anything, we got dance church on demand out of it. So I guess that's good. But uh, for people that don't know, it's an all abilities movement class. Um, I, they say that they offer a fun and inclusive approach to dancing. Um, the little bit of history I have on it is that it was created by Kate Wallach in 2010. Um, she's based out in Seattle. Um, and they they have live classes that they host regularly in Los Angeles, Seattle, Portland, and New York. Um, and they've popped up at more cities worldwide. Um, you know, obviously all that got put on hold and I think now they're opening back up some with, you know, COVID restrictions in place, but they have their, uh, their stream, they stream live. So you can get a membership and you can do, you know, the live classes, you know, with a, with a bunch of people that are doing them live. Um, or you can do, they have a bunch of classes banked in there, um, on demand, which is what we did. And, uh, I guess like the kind of it started as these 90 minute classes um, where the participants were guided through a series of movement cues um, accompanied by a curated playlist of multi-genre pop music. And they make it very clear. And I found this in taking the class and we'll get into our experiences later. Uh, The program is designed for people of all shapes and sizes, levels, abilities, and backgrounds and identities. And there's no previous training that's required, um, but open-mindedness is a prerequisite. But yeah, I found you don't have to be an expert and um, it's, it's not a lot of precision choreography. You know, it's not, you know, you don't have to be hitting numbers and steps. Um, You can just kind of like feel it out, which is kind of fun. Um, And I found that to be the case. In taking yeah. It. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I didn't, I felt like you were maybe going to talk more about your dance background really fast. <laughs> no, uh, we'll leave that. That'll come up, but, uh, <laughs> to, to let people know what we did, uh, yes. you can, you can reach it. It has, uh, or you can find it at go.dancechurch.com. Go dancechurch.com. That's this. And they've, I, I found the interface to be pretty slick. Like it was easy to use and sign up for. And then um, my setup was, as I, I picked the class that we decided to do together and I had it going on my phone and I just broadcasted it up to my Apple TV and watched it on the TV and did it. And Aaron, you did it from your laptop, right? Yeah. I just put it on my laptop and then uh, set it up high enough so I could see it. And then, then just danced, you know, danced my ass off, I guess you could say. (laughs) And but then the, I, the the class we did oh was yeah, the ice. Um, it was ice cold punch. It was a thirty minute class, which was nice. And um, the teacher was Michael Ariano. I think I said his name right. I tried to listen twice so I could make sure I said it right. Yeah, A R E L L A N O. Yeah, and you can yep, do you Michael yourself. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking do Michael for you guys. All right. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Switch the A and the E if you messed up. Um. But yeah, it was, oh, I got sweaty. I wore, I did, I, I wore my heart rate monitor because I wanted to see how oh, nice. high my heart rate got. Um, it didn't get super high. Like I would say it was kind of like in the, 
like 120, 130, which is pretty low for me cardio wise. When I'm like running, I'm at like 140, 150, sometimes even 160. So, um, so this was on the lower end, but I still was really sweaty. Um, so it was like a nice kind of, uh, like quick, not too serious way to do like cardio, I guess. Yeah. So I, I found, I agree with all of that. Um, except for how high your heart rate gets when you're running that I firmly disagree. I think the data really? on that's no, no, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I think you're wearing the monitor. Somewhere. What the hell yeah. would I know? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Help no, me. I only disagree with facts. Um, oh yeah. Okay. That does check out. Uh, so, so here was my issue with it. I really liked the teacher and I liked, I liked the, I liked the class and all of it. I think it's cool. Um, I like that you can just kind of step into any class and just move along. And if you're a really good dancer and have experience in choreography, you can, you can go, you know, far beyond what they're doing and that's encouraged. Or if you're like uncomfortable or don't know a lot of moves or whatever, you're still fine. Like either way you can do a lot, you can get a workout and you can have a full experience. So I would say mission accomplished for everything that they're trying to do where I was personally a little bit limited is I, you know, I have like arthritis, the rheumatoid arthritis I have. And so mm. in my right foot, I have a hard time, like, like hopping off that foot. Um, and so I feel like I lost a little bit of the, um, the intensity because I can't pop off that foot. And so, you know, a lot of it, like, I think that, you know, where you really are getting your heart rate up is if you're kind of able to, you know, hop on one foot or hop with both feet together, um, you know, in kind of quick succession. And so I was a little limited and do, I have to kind of take stuff a little flat footed, yeah, because I don't have that springiness. Um, but same, like I still got sweaty. And I would imagine, though, if you are, if you are a good dancer and you are putting a lot into that, like those leaping, right. like you could really start like burning some calories. Um, and so, yeah. And I guess we could go over the structure of it. We just did a thirty-minute one, uh, which I think was the right move for me because I don't know. I think you could build I, same. up. Yeah, same. I, I really was like, I just like. Um, What's the word like, like, uh, attention span wise, not having like having it be online. If it was in person, I I can, uh, like, I can turn it on. It's not even, it's not even in person. It's if there was someone on the other side watching me, I would go for a full hour, but because there's no one watching me and I'm just like at my own (laughs) disposal, like, I'm just like taking breaks and kind of like like kind of dancing yeah, when yeah. he's like okay now go and I'm like well I, I'd rather kind of just see what you're doing yeah so, no yeah stuff you want to so watch I, the guy he's a good dancer like oh that's pretty cool and yeah. I just kind of was doing like a little like shimmy shoulder thing I was like <laughs> yes, yes exactly so I definitely think like the 30 minutes was the move because I, at 30 minutes I was like thank god I need to relax because <laughs> Yeah, it's but, mentally draining. Yeah, but I could, I, I'm sure you could build up like, you know, with anything, but that was, I kept checking my watch just because I was like, I want to do it more, but my, what's my performer mentality, it really does help my exercise so much. And so when I'm not performing for someone, I am so much more casual about my workouts. There's some kind of like, um, sociological experiment um 
that that they were able to find this thing. They called it the Hawthorne effect. And this is kind of that, but maybe not exactly, but in the in in the ballpark of it to where they were conducting an experiment on these workers in a factory and they started giving them all uh, like one cup of hot soup in addition to their meal. And then they would assess their productivity and then they would try like different lighting, you know, like, oh, maybe if it's more brightly lit or the lighting's a little more natural and all this kind of stuff. And then see how it affect their productivity. And it, every different experiment they did, the productivity improved and it kept going up and they were able to like, kind of do like a little investigative work to figure out like, well, what was it? Was it the soup? Was it the temperature? Was it the lighting? And they ultimately found that it was just the fact that there was an experiment happening. <laughs> People are like, well, just, there's something going on. So yeah. we're just going to fucking like work harder and do more shit. You know, just that, the watchful eye, you know, like yes. if you're being observed, not the case if, if you're water um, boiling, um, not the case for water boiling. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. But I'm kind of the opposite of like a, I'm a, if I'm a watched pot, I'm going to boil for sure, man. You got to look at me. <laughs> Otherwise, if you're, you know, if you're doing this class, the poor teacher, Michael's doing some stuff on the ground, you know, and I'm like, ah, I guess he's not going to get down on the ground, but I'll, <laughs> I'll watch what you're doing and kind of like shuffle my feet around <laughs> a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Okay, because I we were uh, me and my husband were doing it in the living room, and I was when it, as soon as he got done on his knees, Jason was like, "Well, I'm out," and I was like, "Well, I I want to be out," and Jason just slid me a a knee pad so I could get so I could keep going, and I was like, "I'm too old for this," uh, but I did wish I had knee actual knee pads on because that was a hard part, but. That would have been cool too, because it would have been like a Janet Jackson, you know, yes, exactly, rhythm nation <laughs> thing or something. I like it when like dancers are really practical, and you know they're wearing like, um, you know, like uh, yeah, they're protective gear, tactical gear and stuff. It's like yeah, I'm gonna be sliding around on my knees, and I need to, you know, um, but yeah, yeah so I gotta I, save these guys. Yeah, I am. Um, so yeah, I but I. I would say overall, like I did enjoy it and I would do it again. I mean, it would be fun to go in person and try like one of the big 90 minute classes. Yeah, um, that would be really, I, I think maybe scary, similar maybe to the, the poll class where I would be like nervous going in, but it, like excited and then 90 minutes. Wow. I mean, that's, you need to like pack some electrolytes or something. A lunch. A long time. Something to <laughs> yeah, read. <pack> a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Now did at any point, did you feel any muscle fatigue? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, I, cause again, like I'm, I'm out of shape and doing this kind of, um, on your toes, you know, multiple hops. I have to kind of like adjust and make modifications for that because I just don't have the, um, that's, that's like an area where my arthritis gets flared up is, is getting that like dorsiflexion, especially on my right foot. And yeah. so I, as I got more warm, I, 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 and I think, you know, in, interestingly in doing this class, I found that I maybe have a little bit more mobility there than I thought I did. Like I'm, I can feel myself guarding it a little bit because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm used to it hurting, you know? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't as painful, but I also didn't have the functional muscle strength there to kind of, 
you know, rebound, to back like, it up, back it up. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, hit the, uh, I, I keep demonstrating with my hand that nobody can see. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not explaining it well. And definitely <laughs> nobody can see my hand, which is not really helpful either. <laughs> no, I can see your hand. It isn't helping me. So yeah. I, I can't imagine the, Aaron's the poor eyes listeners. Are, yeah. Aaron's eyes are just crossed when I'm doing it. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. But I, I would just like, just that kind of, if you imagine, um, being on your toes and skipping rope, like whatever, whatever that level of bounciness is like, I just don't yeah. have that. And I'd like to build that back up. And so that's where I kind of started to feel it. And then a few times, like you, you take a really wide stance. Um, and you know, like my quads and stuff started to burn a little bit from doing that. But I would imagine if you're doing stuff in the kind of longer range, um, that, right. that, that would really start to burn and maybe you'd get good and sore. And again, it's like, it's also being at home with it, just myself there. Um, I tried to commit as much as possible cause I knew we were doing the show, but again, like my commitment was not as much as I would have, if I were really going all out and like, all right, get this wide stance and really whip your head all around and do everything that he's <laughs> telling you to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the that was I had a similar moment where I was like, Oh, my quads are starting to burn. I'll stand up. <laughs> like I was like, like I, I am such a uh I like I feel like I'm a liar to some degree because I'm like, I want to be able to like practice what I preach. If I'm a trainer, I wanna but I'm like, no, I need a trainer too. I'm not like I'm not out here training myself all the time. I'm I can sometimes, but it's like a very small amount that I have where I can like make myself go to the limit. Yeah, what so, the, what the hell? Did we did we blow it? Did we just cheat the listeners here? <laughs> Did we? No. Do we no. got to scrap this whole thing? Are we no. frauds? No. We <laughs> look. We. I, I would say. Okay. Let's grade ourselves. Okay. Like um, on what? <laughs> just. I. I would say like let, let's just do like an overall grade. Or do you want to come up with a couple different categories? <laughs> well, I will. Let's maybe do overall. Okay. And then explain why. All right. Like I would, like I would well, say, okay, I, let's, so let's, let's do that. We're going to do that. So think about it a little bit and let's just tell people the format of the class a little bit. I would imagine that they're all somewhat similar. Um, yeah, but you start with like a warm up, and the warm up, at least in, in, in Michael's class, this, um, ice punch, is that what it was? Yeah. An ice punch, 30 minute ice punch. It started with the warm up and the warm up he doesn't is it's not spoken. You just kind of watch what he's doing and you do it. Um and it's like uh movement based. It's too muse it's too music, but it's a lot of like um, you know, stretching and loosening your upper body and uh and there it's you know, I would say 3 to 4 minutes. Um yeah. maybe maybe even 5 minutes and and then he gives you a little description of like you know how the class works and how a dance church works ultimately. Um, so there is, there is at least in this class, like vocal descriptors. And then you start in with the choreography. And I would say that you're ultimately building towards uh, using your whole body, but he breaks it up into little movements. And, uh, and then like, so you'll start with like a really simple movement 
um, that's always to the beat and he'll give you a count sometimes, but not always. And then it'll get a little bit more complex and then he'll put some kind of small piece of choreography together. And then you, and then we'll have like a moment in between where you're just able to like dance and use the move in kind of your whole body, I would say. And it goes from, you know, like right leg, left leg, right arm, left arm, and then kind of whole body. Um, and hips, yeah. there's a hip thing, there's an arm thing, there's a leg thing. Yeah. Then there's yeah. a little bit of even like push-ups and there was some plank or uh, like some bear, bear like pose with some taps on your shoulders. Oh, and- yeah. So you did some like, so yeah, tw- towards the end there, we got into when we when I was talking about like you get on your in a plank position or on your hands and knees and you do some shoulder stability um, to where you're stabilizing with one arm and touching you know, like your right arm to your left shoulder and vice versa while stabilizing. And then yeah. uh, some push-ups, slow push-ups and holds. And then uh, he fl- you flip over and you do some abs too. Yeah. Uh, like like a c- like couple different variations of the crunch to the beat also. And then uh, a bicycle, kind of a Jane Fonda bicycle exercise also. <laughs> yeah. Also <laughs> to the beat. And that was kind of cool too because it's like uh, a little fitness-minded. Yeah. And so I liked... Like any, I like a beat. So that was like when it was synced with those like sit-ups, I was like, I can do this. I can do sit-ups to a beat all day. I would do eight without a beat. Like it's nice for like, that was good. I liked that part um, for my brain. And then um, the dancing, it it is modern pop songs. Like I heard a Pitbull song in there. Yes. Um, some of it's just music. It was all like, by and large, I would say good music. I have yeah. a hard time with the, um, like the reggaeton, um, just because it moves fast. And then he would like, he would do a double beat on that stuff. And yes. there's a few times I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just like sh- shaking around. <laughs> <like crazy. laughs> I hope there's video of that. No, there, yeah, we'll see. I don't, I'm going to censor the video pretty heavily. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's but, fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, and then, and then there was like a little bit of a cool down. Yeah. Right. Like uh, just a smidge. I felt like I could have used another song of a cool down. <laughs> yes. But we are also in that 30 minute range. So I would imagine yeah. if you, you know, if you're taking the longer time, you can really luxuriate in the warm up and the cool down. Yeah, that's if, true. If you're uh, on this kind of accelerated path, they're trying to give you, you know, more meat in the workout. Or veggie, you know, whatever, I don't know. Whatever not you a, eat. Not everybody's, a, uh, sometimes people are plant-based and that is, you know, that permeates all aspects of their life, even metaphors. And so I got to be careful. <laughs> I'm inclusive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plant-based protein. Just say that for everything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plant-based protein. Um, I was listening okay. to an interview with um, James Cameron, the director. And, uh, the director of Titanic. Yep. The director of Titanic and, uh, Avatar. Uh, -hmm. well, I enjoy all his movies. I liked Avatar. Some people don't like it. I enjoyed it. Um, but, uh, he was talking about, cause he was like an early, um, outspoken, uh, kind of like in the vegan world. And, uh, and he was saying that, um, that it really does a disservice calling it vegan. Like he's like, I don't like the name and it sounds religious or something. And so, and this was before I'd heard anybody say, put it in these words, but he was like, I don't know why we just don't tell people, look, I try to follow a plant-based diet. 
Um, why do we have to have like a weird made up name for it? And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's kind of like a fair point. You know, you'd probably yeah. like, I think people can wrap their heads around that. Like, cause you think about like, I don't know, imagine the most, um, closed off person in your family and you're like, well, actually I'm vegan. And they're like, vegan, what the hell's that? And you're like, well, it's this. And you, you know, you get into like ideology. You're like way into the weeds versus like, oh, I just try to follow a plant-based diet. And they're like, okay. <laughs> well, I do. I do think that um, like, well, I don't know the history of the word vegan, but I do think that a lot of people, well, I won't say a lot. I'll say a um, I almost said it again. A lot of people that are vegan, it is like a religion. Like yeah. it's a belief system. Some people do it for just health or, you know, their doctor said stay away from meat or whatever. But it does it, like, I, you know, I've, I've had conversations with vegans that it does feel like, um, like something they might try to convert me to. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I've tried it before it wasn't for me, but that's, you know, it works really well for some people. So I am I'm, I'm totally with you. And I think, and again, like I can, you know, if people want to talk to me about vegan and like the, um, the ethics and I agree with the ethics too. I yeah. think our, like our treatment of animals and animals for food is indefensible. And I'm sure it'll be yep. a great embarrassment in our history in the future. Like I would never argue with anybody on that. Um, but I'm fine with people expounding on it and I like it. I'm just saying, I, I, I see his point too, in that like you may be able to attract more people or explain it easier. If that's your ultimate goal of like getting as many people as possible on board, there might be a, like an interesting softer approach that you could take. But also, yeah. I like the hardcore motherfuckers out there, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree with them. They're right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like the I like the jams. Uh, jams. Jams Cameron is what I call him. <laughs> He's my jams. He's my jams Cameron. Um, James Cameron. Uh, <laughs> jams. Jams. Jams Cameron. Jams. Uh, <laughs> I like that he is who like started trying to get that get that word out there. Good for you, Jams. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can credit plant based to him, but and also you know because he's like um he's a polarizing figure too because he can be take a hard line on things or be a little um dictatorial on movie sets. Really, or ooh, hot. Hot Hollywood insides. I don't know here. if it's any, I just know that he's, you know, like on set is tough or something, but, um, yeah. but, uh, I just, I was surprised that like, he had like this really kind of like, you know, thoughtful, empathic approach, like, Oh, maybe we could try this. Yeah. Um, but I know he's like environmentally minded and all that kind of stuff. And he likes, um, digging around shipwrecks and shit and, you know, <laughs> painting people blue. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they did it. Right. Yeah, man. Just yeah. paint, <laughs> body a little paint. paint. <laughs> I think they, yeah, they just yeah, a little body paint on those suckers. That's how they did Mystique uh, for the X Men movie. I think the, yeah. uh, I think it's CG for um, Avatar. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. I do love the Avatar ride at Disney World. So that I, have, I haven't been on it. I haven't been to was, Disney World. Really ever? No, nah, I want to go. I, I mean, go. it's far away, so you gotta get through the Florida to get there. It's a drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it's Aaron and Stanger here. We had to interrupt the episode really quick to talk to you about another great sponsor we have for today's episode called ritual. Uh, ritual 
Great supplement company. Aaron, a while back when we started the show, we knew we wanted to partner uh, with uh, a sponsor that did supplements. It was kind of a challenge because, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, shady, uh, you know, companies that try to kind of trade in health and fitness. And mm. you kind of, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know, yeah. uh, you know, what kind of research they're putting into their products. Um, you feel like they don't really care about you. And so when Ritual came along, it was a no-brainer for us. Um, they have the multivitamin, uh, tried that, love it. They had essential protein. And I love the fact that they're, they're putting the time in and they're doing the research and they're, they're thinking about different populations of people and what they might need specifically. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, and I know Ritual has a, an exciting new... Um, supplement they want to talk about. They've got Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So I mentioned research. They're doing their research on this one, right? I I just found out about this too, because you know I'm new. Um, but I found out that they, women, I, I didn't know this. I'm embarrassed. I didn't know it. But over 97% of women aged 19 to 50, I'm in there somewhere, are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. So that's where this uh, ritual is essential for women 18 and up. Was It's perfect. It was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and up. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health. I need it bone health. I'm good. No, <laughs> blood health and provide antioxidant support. But they didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 plus multivitamin. So the results are here. The essential for women 18 and should I say 18 and up 18 plus multivitamin? I think is, uh, both ways work. You know, if you want to, uh, you want to expedite things, you could say 18 plus you want to say yeah. 18 and up. That's fun too. It makes me feel like I'm getting into a nightclub or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what we want. Yeah. It was uh, shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega three DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. And you know what? I need that. I need all of that. Yeah. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're putting the research in and the time and they got this thing uh, published in uh, Frontiers in Nutrition and a published clinical study is a big deal, big deal. And yep. it's a uh, serious commitment to uh, a first of its kind standard in the industry. So again, Ritual is doing good work and that's why we're happy to be sponsored with them or yeah. partnered with them. I just got mine in the mail. Stanger, it came straight to my house. And I'll tell you what, multivitamins and I never got along because I'd buy one. I'd go through half, kind of forget about it, never make it to the store again. And this one just shows up at your house. And I appreciate that because you know I'm trying to save on that gas money. Yeah, there's that. I like that. There's no lapse in your usage because it's coming right to your door. I was similar. Like I would get it. I would try one. I liked it. And then it would run out, and then I just wasn't re-upping. And, yep. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Ritual's got great stuff. Traceable. They've got a lot of great features. People should check them out. Um, we like them. You guys will like them, too. And right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash dumbbells. That's D-U-M-B-B-E-L-L-S. 
And now back to the episode. Um, okay, so are you going to grade yourself? Okay, so grade. So what? So it's an overall grade. Yeah, and you can explain it. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Um, I've decided to give myself a B. Okay. Um, for effort and enthusiasm, and I can stay on the beat. Mm-hmm. I did almost all the moves. I just didn't do one on the ground that, that I think that Jane Fonda, one that you're talking about, I said, I'm good. <laughs> um, but I, I, I didn't give myself an A because I know I could have gone harder, Yeah, but I still got sweaty. I still had to put my hair up in a bun cause it was nasty. Um, so, so I'm gonna give myself a B. Okay. I'm writing that down. Okay, uh, me too. You're right. This goes in the books. We'll send that to your parents. Um, <laughs> oh. A pleasure to have in class, but yes. a little chatty. Um, Talks too much. That's yeah. what I was going to say. That was my whole childhood. Mine, I, I have to unfortunately give myself an F. No, I'm, oh. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say C plus getting close to B minus. Cool. Because effort i i did commit and it started and i was kind of like not paying attention and i was like hold on stop i started it over i was like get watch this do the warm up look at what you're doing here you know you know move your wrists around and all this stuff like just do it all and so i i i patted myself on the back for that i did f- have a feeling through a lot of it that i was still just kind of like half in like i just didn't i was like i and i in my mind i was like commit Commit, get into it. And I was just kind of like a little half, like I was like, it's just weird where like in my living room, like the windows open, I, you know, there's like sun coming in and stuff. And, um, I was like, man, I, there was just a few where like, I could have like really, you know, bent down and hit the moves a little harder and, um, um, challenged myself on, you know, some of the stuff that I maybe just did a little bit of a march in place too. I mean, I was always there kind of in it, you know, like shadow boxing. If I wasn't in the fight, I was still kind of shadow boxing, you know, keeping my blood up. <laughs> okay. But um, I could have, I could have just stepped in the fight a little bit more. Like when I was a kid, my dad told me and I played youth soccer, like I always hustled, but he said, sometimes I would just run on the outside to where the ball was. And I wouldn't be in the pack of people trying to kick the ball. Like I would just be like running alongside the action and they'd yell like, Ryan, get in there, try to kick it, you know? And I wouldn't, I wouldn't do any of that, but I was always there. It wasn't like I was like, you know, loafing it down at the other end of the field. I was always like where and around the ball was, but not trying to kick it. (laughs) So I feel like that was me a little bit for this class. Like I was like, just get in there and kick the ball. And I tried a few times and I'm proud of myself for that. And I did enjoy, I did enjoy when I was like a really um, defined beat and I could felt like I was doing stuff on the beat. Like that is yeah. very satisfying. And I felt like I was in sync with Michael. I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. But then anytime it was like, I was off, I, you know, I, I, I floundered a little bit and it, it is a lot of self-discipline. I mean, that's, that's yeah. you know, outside of like the, you know, getting your muscles in shape. It's like getting your mind in shape to hang in there for it. Yes. Yeah. To keep going when no one is watching and to push yourself when no one is telling you to push yourself, which is so, I mean, it's, it's very like the self-discipline there is huge. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say what I used to do in basketball. It, your, what you said reminded me of what I would do in basketball because I was tall, but I was not good. And so I would just run like they would at the beginning, they would put like someone good on me because I looked like I should be good. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I wasn't, but I, but it took them a while to figure it out. So I would just run around like on offense because on defense, I was, I could hang yeah. but on offense. Like don't throw me the ball unless you want me to lose it. Like, so I would just like run this person ragged. <laughs> Just trying to get them like not just out of the way of the good people. So that was my, that's what I thought of when you said that. Interesting decoy tactic on it, you know, Yes, yes, exactly. for a sport with five players on the court at a time. Exactly. It is a little risky to, uh, to just dedicate one to, uh, I mean, I guess no one told me to do this. I was like, (laughs) I've got an idea. Like, I I don't think anyone ever told me to do this plan. (laughs) They were like, why are you? doing what you're doing. And I was like, no, no, I I'm helping. I promise. So there's a videotape. My parents were videotaping a game one time. They, there was like game footage that we could get from the school or whatever, but occasionally they would just throw the camcorder on, you know, just for like a, a play or two just to have it. And, uh, my dad was not a, not like a crazy sports dad of like, you're going to be the best. Like he wasn't like one of those guys, <laughs> but he would get into it. And if I, if I was into it, then he would be into it. And, uh, there was one, you know, playing basketball in high school and I was decent because I was just like kind of an athlete, but, um, you know, casual, have- casual brag. <laughs> <laughs> decent. <laughs> I was kind of an athlete. Uh, but I mean, it wasn't like I was a great basketball player, but I could just kind of like with just, you know, running around or hustling or whatever, you know, do some stuff on the court. And yeah. like, I would have like moments where I'd make a great play, but then because I was just not the best basketball player, have moments where you're just like, what is this guy doing? You know? <laughs> and so, you know, go from like pulling a great rebound or doing something like, Oh wow. Great. To like, Oh my God. And so there was one and I just, like I have the ball and I just, my parents have this on video camera, videotape, I guess. And I just pass it to seemingly nobody. And somebody just like on the other team grabs the ball and immediately goes down and shoots a layup, you know, just like I just throw the ball to nowhere. And you just hear my dad who's filming go, Jesus Christ, Ryan. And then the camera turns off. Oh my gosh. With like I'm a so bunch of glad disdain. They this. Yeah, with a bunch of disdain in his voice. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things that like our family would watch and just like howl with laughter because it's just so <laughs> it's so funny and so comically timed with how the camera shuts off, you know? Oh, and it's God. just like you have no idea like what <laughs> there's certain stuff where you're like, oh, he was trying to go there and it maybe wasn't the best pass, but like I could see, but it's just like uh, who knows who I'm throwing to or what. <laughs> It's probably sorry. Yeah, some stuff you kind of experience experience, you know, like uh, you know, mentally on the podcast with me where it's just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He's passing a ball to nobody and I've got it on camera. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'll just uh start talking about something because I don't know what Stanger's doing. Uh yeah, but it's like uh it's so it's it's so funny. I wish I could find it. I don't know. We we used to watch it all the time because my dad's a real you know, character. 
I mean, I, it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Jesus um, Christ, right? It might even it might not even finish my name. It like might cut off before my name's done. But it's just like I'm fucking done filming this. <laughs> Bye, Jesus Christ, Ryan. Yeah. Bye. Uh, your parents not using the Lord's name in vain. No, 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 no. Supportive no at the basketball games. Oh yeah, my dad was our coach for oh, nice. a, f- a few years. Yeah, and he, um, I feel like I've talked about it on here before, where I was, or I got a technical foul. Oh, I feel like you from did, making yeah. fun of the ref, and that yes. my dad was the my dad was the coach, and he like just I've never like the look on his face. He's like a big man, and he's just you're get over here and sit down. Like it just like, you know, he doesn't cuss. So it's, it's just all behind the eyes and behind the voice. You know, he's yeah. trying to be restrained, but it, you know, it's going down. So, but, yeah, it's, but so, supportive. That's like a comic working clean. You know, it's like, uh, that's right. That's right. It, it takes a lot more, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what a pastor is? A clean comedian? Come on. I got the funny ones are, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, my favorite is that when I stopped playing basketball and just started playing trombone and this is the fifth grade, um, he, because I got bad at basketball after that, like my height was no longer in, like, yeah, it, everyone got the same height as me. So I just kind of, uh, stopped anyway. Um, he would ask my mom, to let him know like when I would be playing my, like my specific band. Cause you know, it's like yeah. all the different bands have one night. And so yeah. he would He's just not gonna roll. sit there through all that other shit. No, yeah. no. And he would just come in, listen to my part supposedly, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that man knows like I mean truly otherwise he would be snoring in the in the seats so oh, that's man. it's the trade-off but I do that was he was so he was my freaking basketball coach when it was basketball and band he said call me when she's up yeah <laughs> it's all right I can relate man <laughs> uh so dance church uh do you give it a recommend Oh, I would definitely recommend it. I think, you know, like, well, I would say that like, it doesn't seem to be super expensive. I think it was like 1995, like a month or something like that, or a hundred and something for the whole year. Yeah. So you can Um, save if you buy the whole year. Um, They seem to have a lot of available classes and then we're unlimited in doing the live streaming stuff too, right? With the 19. So that was like, so, and we got like, I think it's two weeks free. Yeah. In the beginning. So it's worth, I would say a hundred percent worth checking out. If you, I would like, I will recommend this to my clients that like to do cardio, but do not like to run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be a fun, like supplemental or like way to kind of get yourself into doing uh cardio. Um, and there's a little bit of like weight stuff like we talked about, but it's not like, it's like body weight. So it's, it's, um, not enough for me and my goals, but it is a fun like way to get exercise in your house. If you're not ready to brave a gym, um, or like group fitness setting situation. Uh, but yeah, I think I would definitely recommend it. What I've seen is, is fun and I got sweaty and that's what, that's what I'm about, you know? Yeah. I, I would recommend it to, um, 
you know, case by case, I don't know if I'd give it the green light for all my buddies, go check out dance church. But I would say they by for sure accomplished what they set out to do. And it did feel very inclusive. And I know some of the, like we were talking about the more choreography driven classes can feel, um, uh, there can be a barrier of entry because it's like, Oh, I'd love to get the workout, but there's just no way I'm going to get up to speed on this dancing, you know? So, you know, just kind of like watching and like bobbing your head and just, Hey, it's like when you're doing double Dutch, you know, you're just on the outside, (laughs) like not jumping in, you know? Right. Um, but this one, you can like get right in there and you can even feel like you're doing a good job. Like, Oh, I am participating in this dance. Um, and I think it's, they, yeah, it's all dancers that teach the classes and it does feel artistic, um, and creative. Um, it doesn't feel, uh, fitness studio y like where it's just like, all right, everybody let's finish the workout. You know, like it doesn't feel like they're just kind of mailing in like a group X class. It's like, Oh, this is like a, a talented dancer that is, you know, thinking about this from a, you know, from a creative choreography standpoint. So that's kind of cool to see them do that. And it doesn't feel sexualized in a weird way. It's not like, yeah, it doesn't feel like too horny or anything. If that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some of that stuff is, you know, I I don't know. Yeah. I guess I hadn't even thought about that. That's how not horny it is. It's a, well, at least this one. Maybe that maybe other ones are more horny, which is a funny word to say over and over. Um, but it's like a, there were a lot of like punching, which I, I think even he at one point said there's a lot of punching in this class, and it's called ice cold punch. So it's maybe because of that. But it felt more like like dance fighting <laughs> at points, um, like beat it. Remember that part in exactly. it? Yeah. Oh God. Um, but oh, I was going to say that like um, my husband joined in some of it and was able to like, he got a little sweaty too and he can't move his legs. So I'm like, yeah, there's good. like some stuff that, um, that works his body. My husband is paralyzed from the waist down. So when you have to kind of like do a little duck under where mm-hmm. we have our legs to stabilize us, he doesn't have that, um, point of like gravity so when he does a little dip around so like i'm i'm doing i'm doing the same thing stinger did earlier (laughs) but like when you kind of like duck your head under and like pretend like you're going under i don't know of a light i don't know um wait wait hold on going under a light (laughs) i don't know what what's a good thing to say there like Uh, if you're ducking under a punch there we go god the word i just said um, ducking under a punch, it requires so much core strength Oh yeah, that shit. you wouldn't think of if you have access to your legs in the way, you know, that I do. And so for him, that kind of stuff was more challenging than I would think of it. So it's like, you know, he couldn't do this stuff on the floor, but we were able to like still have a good 15 minutes where he got to participate and have fun and kind of like work out his arms differently even and uh, a little more cardio than he gets to do a lot. So that was kind of fun to see. We didn't really think of that. And then it was, you know, I just had him join me because I was in the living room taking over our house. So it was, it was a good, um, it was good to see it, it can be modified to whatever your needs are. Yeah. that And 
I, I mentioned it a little bit in last week's episode um, with Adriana, where in doing the the pole dancing class, it just exposed um, some mobility stuff that I, I need to be doing more of, even with doing some stretching and stuff on the mat. Like the idea of just standing up and jumping and stretching my arms out high over my head or, you know, rolling my wrists and fingers and arms and hands around and bending side to side and kind of side lunging um, in a functional way, as opposed to just kind of a static stretching way did feel good and did kind of challenge me in a way that I was like, oh, especially like the older you get. I mean, my kid can like, you know, roll around and get on the ground and jump and stretch and all that kind of stuff and he's fine but with me i'm like uh oh i'm a statue oh no (laughs) that is something that dancers really have um shown well you know they have really shown me over the last couple of weeks but i know that that's like they take the time to warm up and stretch and really and like you said more than just like a static stretching like they kind of move as they stretch. And I have, I like did it. I did a little bit of that this morning before I did my like weightlifting and it felt like I was looser in like looser that I don't do that every day. But today I kind of was like, well, we're doing this thing. I might as well like pull from what I did with the pole class and, you know, try to be like, pretend I'm a dancer for my warm up, And it was really helpful. So yeah, they got that on lock. They do dancers and they dancers have great bodies for a reason because they're, they optimize their muscle contractions because they're able to take everything through the full range of motion. So, you know, if you have like a healthy, well-stretched muscle, um, you know, that goes to the full range, it's, everything's working like it should. So you get great balance and symmetry and all that kind of stuff versus my old statue ass. (laughs) Ooh, sideways. Oh no. Yeah, well, it's tricky, 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 tricky. All right, you guys can't see it, but he just aged fifteen years. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I like um when doing an old man voice to go. Uh, I've been doing it like with my kid. You know, if I'm reading something and there's an old man in it, it's fun to go up and register sometimes because the obvious choice is to go like ah, I'm an old man, but I think the more realistic choice is like well. We didn't quite know what it meant. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wait. Have you seen that show Midnight Mass? No, I want to watch it though because I like that that guy, the the creator who directed Doctor Sleep and House on Haunted Hill or some other show. Yes, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Well, I just reminded me because there's Michael Flanagan. Is that his name? Sorry, go ahead. That sounds like a name you made up, but also it could be his name. Um, but he, um, there's a there's a a woman in it that is, it is distracting her old lady voice, and I don't want to give anything away because it is worth watching the show. But her old lady voice is the fakest old lady voice I've ever heard in my life, and I can't believe it made it to air. <laughs> Faker than Jumanji, the old man voices in Jumanji, the next level. <laughs> Don't bring that movie up again. <laughs> They're trying to do a fake sounding God, voice. I hate, I hate that movie. Um, um, is it worse than that? No, nothing is worse than that. Stinger. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is wow. worse than that. <laughs> wow. 
I want to watch it. It's good. It's good to watch like right now. It's like spooky time. Okay. So let's, um, let's, you want to talk a little Halloween really quick. We have oh, a, yeah. we have a flex we want to read on air. We asked you guys for, uh, for success stories, um, flex your success on the dumbbells. We will be reading your stories. We want to hear them. They do inspire and motivate. Aaron's got that pulled up. We'll get to that in a second, but, mm-hmm. um, we can't, we can like, it's, it, it is the spookiest time of year. Uh, it is Halloween. Um, the whole month of October is scary in Los Angeles. I call it Octuki. It's a combination of October and spooky. <laughs> Something I coined on the action boys podcast. Octuki. Um, I, am, I, I just have to say, I am impressed with, with the, how many ways people are able to make like, like, uh, Peacocktober, that's Huluween, and now this. I'm like, where, where else is it gonna come from? Like, the, I thought it would be done after Huluween. They kind then, of are. They kind of like that <laughs> fell into their lap for sure, though. It did, yeah. yeah. Peacocktober was forced hard, and yeah. and this is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's part what'd of the you, charm. What'd you call it again? Octuki. Octuki. That felt, sounds like you sneezed. It felt is what right. It sounds like. It felt Octuki, right. you. Um, uh, oh yeah. So, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about candy? Yeah, oh. I definitely want to talk about candy. I want to know your faves, um, and then anything, if anything, you'll will tempt you. I also will say I did take my kid to a couple haunted houses. He's mm-hmm. eleven, so he's at the age. Uh, none of his friends will go. They're all too scared. But we went to the haunted hayride. Uh, and then we also went to this one called delusion. Have you heard of that before? Whoa, no, I haven't. It's a, it's a haunted house. Um, they've done it in LA a bunch of years. I think they've, they, they took time off for the pandemic, but, uh, they usually will get like a big kind of mansion or something. And it's, it's a haunted house, immersive play that they do. And, uh, it's a different story every year. And I think the guy that started it was a, was a stunt man. And so in years past, there's been, there's been some cool stunts where you're kind of walking through it and then people start flying up in the air and they're attached to ropes and stuff that you can't really see. So it's kind of exciting. Yeah. And so he had a lot of fun with it because it's all interactive. Like the cast interacts with you. You're in a group of like 10 people. And so they'll, you know we need you to give this key, find this key, you know, and you got to find shit and do, you know? And so like he, he was all into the story and like really enjoyed that part of it. And the, um, the first thing at the beginning was this girl crawls out of a, a grave underground and she's like our first guide. And so that was kind of cool. <laughs> she's your first guide. Yeah. Wow. That starts strong, starts strong. And you know, maybe doesn't, you know, end strong, but I'm not, you know, I'm not here to uh critique delusion. This is a fitness podcast, but we did have fun. We did have fun doing it. And, uh, and like, yeah, it is like immersive theater is pretty fun and funny. And like, we had a good cast, so they were having a good time. And I would say that like, um, in years past, it's been a little bit more scares and less of like kind of theatrics. And I would say they can maybe split the difference. You know, this year there was a lot of, you know, a lot of the uh, actors having to scream and yell and cry and stuff. And it was like, ah, it's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) we get it. You're sad. Yeah. Yeah. You're sad. (laughs) 
you do any uh, haunted houses or anything like that? You know, we went to um, we went to this like it was like a hallow. It felt like a Halloween block party. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I don't. It was it was fun. Um, but it was like there was like a little like a hay maze. Not, it wasn't a corn maze, which I thought it was going to be. But it was like you're just in hay, like stacks of hay. Hmm. Um, and it was small, and so that was fun. It was fine. My honestly, my biggest takeaway was that I forgot how addicting candy is because they were handing it out. And I, you know, I'm I'm an adult at this kid's thing. Right. And so I was like being silly and got a bunch of candy and it was like the shit candy. Like it was like Tootsie Rolls and Smarties. And then they had like Twizzlers and Twizzlers are a sneaky son of a bitch for me. And I like I got like two and then I was like, where's the next lady with candy? So then I'm next thing you know, I've got pockets full of Twizzler wrappers and then some lady hands me like they had the basic Tootsie Rolls. But then I found in my little handful of candy, one of those. Do you remember these like Tootsie Rolls? But they were like flavored like lemon. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're good. Oh, holy mother of God. I put one in my mouth and I was like, I was like, I forgot about these. And I became Aaron McGowan fat kid and i was going from person to person handing out candy i think we can we can come up with a better name but it's (laughs) it's a good placeholder i don't hate it it just it just like brought back being that it brought back the 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 sugar fever i was like and then the next day it was like one o'clock in the afternoon and i was like i need candy like i was like And I, I was, thankfully, we don't keep candy in this house, but it made me scared because we have a plan to buy a bag of candy in case anyone knocks on our door because it's our first time, like, you know, at, like, it's still the pandemic, but it's like last year was like a hard no. And this year is like, maybe someone will come. I don't know. Yeah. And so I'm like, we can't buy, we can't even buy that candy because that's how crazy this girl is. I... Yeah. Love it. It's so addicting. So, well, that was going to be my advice was if you buy, cause I, I've made the mistake in years past of like, I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a grown up. I have a little money. I'm going to make sure kids get good stuff in my house yes. and then we'll get like one kid. And then I, I end up eating the rest of it. Yeah. It's like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. You have no one to blame but yourself. So I get like the, um, the, you know, the, the less than stellar candy to give out. So they at least get something, but then I'm not tempted by it, but I'm with you for some reason. I've taken a, a a real turn in my appreciation of like Tootsie rolls. And in particular, the weird fruit varietal of the Tootsie rolls. And there's a couple of different flavors that you can get. And they're, they're good for some reason, like the texture they're or something. so good. What is yes. going on with that shit? And they were definitely a throwaway candy for me before. Like as a kid, yes. I was like, I mean, we're getting down to dark times when I'm fucking you <laughs> right. know, starting to eat that. Like I've gone through everything first and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll fucking finish this stuff now. But, yeah. but as an adult, I'm like, man, I'll, I'll seek that shit out. You know, it's, it was like it was alarming. Like I was like, is every, cause we went with another couple and I was like, are you guys dying over these? And they're like, I don't think so. And I was just like, hand them over. Like I was like, I was like doing trades. 
I mean, that shit's like they're they're using that for like, you know, to pack flood bags and stuff. It's like they can't uh-huh. even give that stuff away. And I'm like, it's actually kind of good, really, if you try it. Like the orange <laughs> one's kind of good. And then the orange pack- one is so good. Yeah. The green one, the yellow one, even the white one. I didn't get any of the white one, but it started bringing all of the uh, flooding all of my brain. I was just like, I remember these anyways. So and I like um, a Tootsie Roll, too, now. Again, used to be a it used to be trash for me. Those used to yes. be trash. Like I, you know, again, I would eat it eventually. <laughs> I'm yeah. not an idiot, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not throwing candy away. You feel me? <laughs> it's like when we would get like the C's candy, and like I would like take a bite, and then it would be like, oh no, I'm not that one. And I would keep searching for the right one, and then I would eventually <laughs> circle back to the half bitten ones that I. <laughs> passed yeah, on like, before well, <laughs> yeah. i guess it's your turn <laughs> yeah everybody at this point i'm back in um okay and then what was your favorite um halloween candy like, like ever yeah or can you give me like two or three i think like i mean a reese's peanut butter cup is all is always a winner do you like them traditional size or do you like them in the little gold? I like wrapped? the little ones. Yeah. The little ones I like better. Actually, I think there is that little, uh, there, there's a little extra chocolate on those, which is nice. Yeah. 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 But I do um, like, I do like the ratio on the full cup and I like the, you know, you get a, a lot of peanut butter in that full cup, which is kind of nice. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I I would say though, I do. I think I prefer a little one to a big one for me. You ever unwrap a bunch of them and then just put like two in your mouth? No, but that's a fun idea. Yeah. Like play chubby bunny, but with uh, Reese's yeah. peanut butter cups and just eat them instead of yeah. trying to talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm in. All right. Um, and, and listen, I love York peppermint patties, but those aren't a huge like Halloween candy. But if you get one, that's the first thing I'm eating. Well, also because it will destroy the flavors of the rest of the candy. But you do have to split fruit and chocolate immediately or yeah. else your Reese's peanut butter cups are going to kind of taste like, like a starburst. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you don't want that. Ugh. But and, and I will say this Butterfinger and the little ones. Those are freaking fun, too. The so those are butter, my the little butterfingers. Little butterfingers, yeah, those are so good. So yeah, th- those are my those are my favorites. I'd say. Yeah, I think butterfinger is underrated. Hell yeah, it's a good it's a good one. Have you tried um, bringing it back to fitness? The Think Bars, uh, the keto chocolate peanut butter pie flavor. No, it's Should really I? good. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, ten grams of protein, minimal sugar. But um, it I feel like it gets close to Butterfinger somehow. Oh, okay. it's not. It's not. It's obviously not that. Sure. But, but you know, I wouldn't go side by side with them. But if you've been eating healthy for a while, it'll surprise you how good it is. Okay. If and I haven't, I can't find them everywhere, but they do have them at Whole Foods. And so, okay. Next time I see you, I'll I'll pick some up and bring them if you can't find them. But um, great. I'm in. Worth it. Worth trying those. Yeah, I'm with you. I like all your choices. I think you chose correctly. I, I chose well for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even York peppermint patties. Not everyone likes those. No, I like those. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's my number one, but there's usually about one or two in every Halloween bag. And, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm always happy when I get them. I like mint stuff. I yeah, like put them m- in the freezer. And then when you, when you like break them, they make this little sound. It's like, ah, 
Yeah, I remember the commercials where like the people would be skiing. Remember they're doing like a downhill jump yes. skiing and stuff and it'd be like some old lady, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like from the 90s. Yeah, they definitely had a, a real aggressive advertising campaign. They really wanted to get people on board with those Yorks. Well, it was. It does feel like not everyone loves a York. Yeah, yeah. You gotta so you gotta, you gotta sell it. Yeah. But I like mint and sweets. Like I, I like mint chip ice cream. I like Andy's mints. You know those oh, that you get yeah. at restaurants. Yeah. Get a big brick of those. <laughs> God, I I could tear those up. Like yeah, yeah. I didn't know you could buy those in bulk, and you can, and I, I don't for that reason. <laughs> yeah. That'd be another one to see how you just sh- shove like 20 in your mouth and then just try to talk. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Starburst is the challenge with that. Oh yeah. You could choke to death. <laughs> be careful. Let's not start. Let's not start one of those challenges on accident here. Stanger. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not our, doing it. What with is all this? of our millennial uh, followers. So yeah. It's not millennials. Uh, what's Z. the one after them? Gen yeah. Z. Yeah, the ones that do TikTok. I don't know yeah. those people. Millennials are fucking old now. Yeah, I think I'm a millennial technically. Yeah, I think I'm quote unquote an old millennial. I think that's the the wording that they're using. Oh, congratulations! Thank you. All right, do you want to read? So let's uh, let's read this flex. If you guys want to uh, to brag to us, you want to share a success story to inspire others, we want to hear it. Send it to us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. Gmail? Uh-oh. Gmail and jom. What did I call them? Joms? Joms. <laughs> Joms. Joms Camerons. Joms Camerons. Uh, email us at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. We want to hear it. All right. And you're going to hear it right now. Here we go. Okay. You ready, Stinger? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Dumbbells, longtime listener and wanted to write in to offer a success story in progress that was spurred by some of the advice you've given over the years. Several years ago, I got really into powerlifting and had a major body transformation. After hitting a bunch of my strength goals, I got burned out on heavy lifting and couples with other challenges in life quit lifting altogether. My training and nutrition completely fell off and I ended up putting on 60 to 70 pounds in about 18 months. I started taking your discussions about the pitfalls of the all or nothing mentality to heart. And I've since lost 50 of those pounds. I still try to train hard most days, but some days I'll just do kettlebell swings for 15 minutes. Other days I'll do some ab work and go for a walk. Even though I'm not as strong as I used to be, I actually feel more athletic, more in touch with my body and more open to new ways of training. I really attribute a lot of this newfound training outlook to advice that's been given on your podcast. Hmm. Training is fun again. And on days when I'm really dragging, I've got a few workouts in my back pocket that I know I can pull out in a pinch. At the absolute minimum, I know I can throw on a podcast and stretch on the floor for 10 minutes. Even a quick workout, especially when I'm not feeling motivated, is better than nothing. And like you've said, it usually leads to a better workout than expected. Just wanted to offer my experience in case there are any listeners who are in the same place. I had such a narrow view of what constitutes a workout that it prevented me from being able to handle certain kinds of mental challenges that arise in training when life gets tough. Thanks for the laughs, advice, and motivation. A listener from Michigan. A listener. Right? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, li- yeah. <laughs> listen. 
Yeah. Let it wash over you. It doesn't make sense, but it kind of does. It it doesn't. And then it does. And that is hard for me to admit. So <laughs> hopefully the listeners out there agree. Uh, that was awesome, man. Thanks I, for sharing I mean, and congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much. This is, I think that's such a, you know, it's a thing we see over and over in fitness in the fitness industry is just like, is that all or nothing mentality? It's hard to shake. Um, Cause it does work for a second, you know, when you have the time and the space for all. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. It, it's so relatable and it's been, um, something I've proselytized on the show a lot. Um, I'm sure people are sick of it, but, but the idea of, so, you know, it, you can fall victim of your own good habits, um, to where you get on a great roll and you get in great shape and you have a great schedule and you stick to it and you never miss. And that's great. Like that is a great place to be. It feels amazing. You feel in control, but then at a certain point you, you don't even realize it's happening, but you lose sight of it. And then you find, you know, you're making sacrifices and other aspects of your life. You start to resent the training a little bit. And then, uh, you have these expectations of what, your diet and what your workout should be. And then you can't keep up with it. And then you start to take a hit and then weird stuff happens to where you need to take a break. And the break ends up being longer and longer because you're like, you know what, when I was going seven days a week, three hours a day and, you know, eating algae and spring water, I I didn't feel happy. And so you just don't do that. And then you're completely off and then you fall way off. And then, you know, then you beat yourself up and you feel like a failure. And it's like kind of this vicious cycle of defeat versus uh, where this guy, you know, really got a leg up was like, Hey, change your expectations of what a workout has to be. 10 minutes of kettlebell, stretching on a mat, taking a walk, listening to a podcast. That counts. That's just as good as whatever backbreaker workout you did before. And, you know, some days they're more important to do the the workout that you like than the workout that you feel like you need or have to endure. And yeah. it, you you can create like new positive neuroassociation and you feel happy and then you feel energized when you exercise and you feel better for it as opposed to, you know, feeling like you're not, you're like you're failing something or you're not keeping up or you're not doing as good as you used to do because you've changed your mentality around it. But it's really hard to learn. And even when you do get it, you then have to have reminders with yourself and you need to constantly keep recalibrating your system because you'll get fucked up again. It happens to me. And then I'll yep. think like, oh no, I'm missing this or, you know, I'll have like a shitty weekend because I didn't get to do all the exercise I wanted to do. And I have to say, Hey, no, stop, you know, look at the 10 days. How'd you do over 10 days? Great. You had three days where you were visiting with your family and you couldn't do everything you wanted to do. What can you do? Abs stretch. Great. That counts just as good as the marathon that you wanted to run, whatever it is. I don't know. I think that recalibrating over and over is the biggest, like to think of your life longer than your next like event you want to look hot for. It's like thinking of this as a, like a life, like you're going to have days that you wake up so tired, you can't go to the gym that you made an appointment to go to the gym. So you have to like cancel last minute and then maybe have to pay $10 cause your gym has a cancel fee. Like, like those days happen. Like I, like I, at my gym, you have to, um, 
you have to, this was from my personal experience, what I just said, which is like, I used <laughs> to go, specific, Eric. <laughs> I used to go six days a week at, to this gym every day for an hour. And it worked for a long time. And then I, my life started shifting and changing. And now I go four times a week. And sometimes I end up having to cancel because of stuff outside of my control. And that was really hard to let go and really hard to like start having to like adjust who I felt like I was at that gym. Like I was no longer the person that was there the most and who was the most committed. Now I was one of those people that like sometimes cancels (laughs) and I didn't like that, but it's then I had to let go of that. And so having those like like just the the ability to shift and I haven't even had kids yet. And I'm like, uh, so I, I can't imagine what that will be like, that you know, you having... know of, that you know Uh-oh. of, <laughs> no stinger. You're right. Put me yeah. in my place. That, yeah. That's true. I, I could have kids. I don't know. Um, but that, yeah. So that's what I think about. Like I've been able to control my schedule for so long. And then wh- honestly, when you have a kid, everything goes out the window. Even a dog sometimes ruins my, <laughs> yeah. not ruins my day, but like ruins my plan. Right. Um, and so, yeah, giving yourself that permission to recalibrate, I think is so important for longevity of fitness in your life. And, and just remember, uh, any percentage you could get of something is better than a hundred percent of nothing. So it's like this, you know, if I can't do the full run, it's not good. Or if I'm going to walk, it's not good. It's like, no, take it, take three minutes, whatever you got. You had, you had an hour allotted for it. You're only going to get three minutes. Take the fucking three minutes, seriously. And it's, it's a huge mental victory when you can do that. And, uh, and, and it will continue to benefit you and, and, and it keep you on track and keep you in it. It keeps you in the game. And, uh, but it's, it's a, it's a hurdle and it's hard to overcome. And sometimes you have to figure out different angles to come at it so that it makes sense to you. But you know, it's like, I, I I remember like I would jog and I would hate running and the first part of the run would be so hard. And then once I got warmed up, it wasn't as bad or whatever. And so, uh, so then it would be, you know, there'd be times where I just like wouldn't jog because it was so grueling, you know, I just didn't want to do it and I'd miss. And like, if I had just said, okay, Today, it just feels too much for me to run. I'll just walk. I probably, and like this guy talked about in there, it usually leads to something better. I probably would have ended up doing some running on that walk. But because I started with my mind of like, nope, don't want to run. And if it's not a run, then I'm not going to do anything. I just skipped it altogether as opposed to, you know, whatever benefit I would have got from, even if I just walked the whole time, still great. Half hour walk, you know, I don't know, whatever. So play with that stuff. It's, it's a mental game and you have to kind of hack yourself sometimes and recalibrate, but it's worth doing. And, um, and it's, you know, it's important to know yourself and it's important to remind yourself that you should be enjoying exercise. And if you're not, then you need to tinker a little bit and make some changes. Yeah. Cause it can be fun when you find the thing you love. It's fun. I dig it. All righty. So we're good. Um, you guys, uh, we're still looking for stuff to do, stuff to try, stuff to review. We mentioned those um, think bars. I don't know if you've got some protein bars you want us to look at or something that's quote unquote healthy. Oh, we were going to talk about your... Um, oh, my Celsius? Yeah. Speaking of Celsius. Oh, somebody um, 
Somebody said that they like uh, the grape one of these. Mm. And so I, I think I might order the grape one just to try it because, uh, you know, I I haven't even seen it in stores. So they sent me a link so I could buy it. So I might. <laughs> okay. So I'm showing you. Why did I? I'm like showing this to Stanger, but you know what it is. Um, I, so I can... <laughs> I can attest that she is showing me a bottle of Celsius. Yes. So we talked about this and you were like, what's in it? And I was like, I have no idea. So now I am holding this. So I kind of still don't, I kind of still have no idea. Okay. <laughs> well, do you want me to read it? Like yeah, read well, you the stuff? I mean, yeah, if you can. I mean, some it might be weird Too chemicals. Hard. I, I'll say, I'll, I'll try my best. And then you, will you help me if you can, if you can with telling me if this is okay to keep drinking? Okay. Okay. All right. So we have, um, it's calories, 10 total carbs, two grams, total sugars, zero vitamin C riboflavin mm-hmm. niacin, mm-hmm. vitamin B6, vitamin B12 bio biotin. Oh, biotin. Yeah. Okay. I can read Uh pan. The, Pantenothentic acid, mm-hmm. calcium mm-hmm. as calcium carbonate, chromium, mm-hmm. sodium, zero. Why did they put it on here? Okay, then here we go to the, I think maybe the part that's crazy. Um, Meta plus proprietary blend, and then they break it down. Yeah, so proprietary blend means that they they there's some combination of all these ingredients in there, they don't, they won't list how much of what is in there. And then they own that this, they own this combination essentially. Okay. But it's a way around, you know, having to list exactly, you know, how much of what is it's, it's pretty common in, in supplements and stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it's taurine, Mm -hmm. guarana, 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 yeah. Caffeine. Mm Mm-hmm. Glucose, glucosamine. No, glu- uh, it's glucuronyl <laughs> Oh, help me! Ginger extract mm-hmm. and green tea leaf extract. Nothing scary in there. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, contains. How about this? Two hundred milligrams total caffeine. Yeah. So it's just. It's just caffeine. I mean, you're just getting your, your, my caffeine on the front end. Yeah. And there's just like, there's no buffer, but it's like, you know, like coffee or, or any of that other stuff. And then I guess you get some, you get some, um, you know, some vitamins from the, uh, the, um, the rest of the drink too. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as you're hydrating and stuff. Yeah, I, I and I kind of found in the beginning when I started drinking these that I don't need to drink the whole one. So I usually drink about a half or maybe even less than a half. It just kind of gets me f- from my house to the gym. And mm-hmm. then I, when I first started drinking them, I would try to drink the whole thing because I thought that was good. <laughs> and then I would have coffee after and my heart would just be crazy. So now I don't, I don't drink the whole thing and I space my coffee out a little bit better and it feels fine. So, I mean, to give people like an idea, a cup of coffee, like your average size cup of Joe, we referred to it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Ha- twice. Has, has about 95 milligrams of caffeine in it. So around a hundred milligrams of caffeine. So it's like two cups of coffee and 
you're probably drinking it faster than you would coffee because you're not sipping it. So, right. you know, but it's, I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like you're having 10 espressos or something, you know? Right. Okay. That's good. That's good. To yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. So not I think like 10 espressos. Okay, great. Um, and you know, caffeine, you know, if, if you don't have an issue with, um, with, um, hypertension or blood pressure or, you know, I mean, you can have caffeine and there is benefit to having it, um, during exercise, um, to, you know, improve obviously the intensity of your workouts and endurance, but then also for fat loss and stuff too. So it's yeah. not, I, it's not, I enjoy sk- it. yeah, I enjoy it. It's, it's a, uh, it's been a fun thing, but I do, I, I want to look at how I can order it online. Cause I'm freaking running to CVS like every other freaking day. Well, it's always such a great experience going to CVS. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's never I've, anything crazy happening at CVS. I love it in here. Uh, man, CVS really took target spot in my life during the pandemic. Cause it was like right next to my house. And so I stopped going to target and only went to CVS and I, I haven't made the switch back to target and wow. it's really destroying me. It's not good. I hate it, but I just like, I have target is like another like block down. So yeah. I, could, I could just do it, but I, instead I just keep going to CVS. So targets a lot more inspiring you know, as far as like a shopping experience, <laughs> it is, but it also it? has a lot of opportunity to spend $150 yeah. Oh, yeah. on nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting, you're just fully participating as a consumer at target for sure. Yeah. You're just like, wow, what am I doing? Like, what, what is this? But CVS, I remember there was, I, I prefer other pharmacies. CVS's are notoriously shitty. And, um, we had a nice one that we used to go to when I lived in West Hollywood, that was a Walgreens. That was nice, like a nice Walgreens. Ooh. And CVS bought it and <laughs> they literally made it look junkier inside. Like they changed the carpet to bad CVS carpet. Like I was like, did they? <laughs> it's like they made it older somehow, like in junkier looking. <laughs> it's like, why they not just buy it? In, carpet. Yeah, why not buy it and just leave the interior the same? Like you have to make it look like shit. That's part of like owning this Walgreens. No. And, and West Hollywood, everything is nicer than anywhere else. So that think of that, like that shitty CVS is still the best CVS of all of the CVSs and it's Uh, shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, apologies if you, um, if you're like a real CVS enthusiast, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess let us know. Yeah. You can reach us at the dumbbells across all (laughs) social media platforms. Uh, but I, I mentioned earlier, so, so we got the skinny on Celsius. If you have something you want us to try or look at, um, we'll do it. So send us that stuff, send us links, whatever it is. We'll take a look. We'll try it. We're going to do some more tastings and things on the show, maybe with some guests, try some products. We still have a lot um, of that on the horizon and we want to try those um, group X classes, whether it's in a gym or something you could do at home, we're still looking. So keep sending them and you yeah. can also, tr- you can also do it at the, uh, the Gmail, which is ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Yep. Hit us up. We're looking for notifications. <laughs> uh, so on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, we are the dumbbells. We'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty, eat clean, and live in between. Cuckoo. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>